episode number five zero here we go let's dive in this is going to be a great episode i am super excited but as always first uh, the intro welcome to let's grow together my name is nick monotatibus motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist and this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business let's dive in wow 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 number five zero the big five oh i am super excited and super fired up um i thought that the perfect way to celebrate 50 episodes would be for me to jump on here and do another solo episode for those of you who don't know five is actually my favorite number i was born on the fifth so it seemed even more appropriate for number five zero and I would jump on and do a solo episode. And the, before we kind of dive in, I just wanted to take a moment and just say thank you. If you're listening to this show, you're watching right now, I just want to say how much I appreciate you and your time and willingness to spend it with me and some of my amazing guests. It's truly an honor. I'm truly so grateful. I love the show. I honestly never would have thought that, you know, I, got it, I guess I didn't have a... Uh, a thought of like where I was going to take this or how many episodes when I started, it was just, Hey, let's make, you know, let's start a podcast. Why not? Right. Um, and it, but it's just become so much more, it's become so much more a part of me of, of what I'm trying to do and, and who I'm trying to help and really providing just so much value and so much insight from so many amazing individuals. And I've been, been privileged to be able to have so many amazing guests on the show also, which has been incredible in its own self. So I'm just so, so excited to, to dive in and, and really talk about things that have been, been coming up for me and things that I believe will be super valuable in, in everything, in everything that you're doing to, to grow yourself, to get better, to grow your business and make everything that you want happen. And for me, it's just been such an amazing journey to be able to be where I am today, to be living in San Diego for, to have the business I have to, you know, to be able to have, you know, quit my dream job to build my dream life. You know, that level has just been, it's been so awesome. And one of the things that's just been super important and in realizing and looking back on things that I've been currently working on myself, but also things that I've always worked on and things that I've realized that I know are just so incredibly valuable. And one of the things that I wanted to, to first address is really wrapped around our identity and how we see things. Because if we want to really thrive, we want to be super successful in everything that we're doing and accomplishing our goals and really thriving. Right now, it's March. You know, I'm not recording this in March, but it's coming out in March. You know, we're diving into third month, getting started with um, the end of Q th Q1. And there are a lot of things that, that maybe you had set out in the beginning of the year that aren't happening. And the thing is that so much of what we do on a regular, consistent basis is wrapped around our identity and how we perceive ourselves. And the thing is, we have to always ask ourselves is, is this something that we want to be perceived as? Is this something that we actually want in our lives? Is this something how we want to go about our lives, how we want to be? Because the truth is, you can always change. Nothing is set in stone. 
nothing. You can always move forward. There is always tomorrow is a new day for you to start fresh and to build something and to create something and, and be the person that you feel you are meant to be. But that can often be super difficult because it require, requires us to shed layers, requires us to remove former identities that we're holding on to. And that's what can be so much more difficult because often these identities are wrapped into our core growth of growing up from you know, early childhood, from our parents and things that they used to say and our friends and all these interactions that we've had through the course of our life that have created the identity that we have and the stories that we tell ourselves. And it's so important for us to realize and look back and say, is this true? Is this really a fact? And if it, and, and what do you want to do about it? Because I'll explain one of the, one of the most, the biggest realizations that I had and shifting my identity and it took some work, but one of the things that I always struggle with is when I was growing up, I was not a great learner. That's what I told myself. And, you know, I had lots of people that would tell me, Hey, you know, you're not good at taking tests. You're not a good reader. And these were things, these were identities that I wrapped myself around that I told myself, I'm not a good reader. I'm not a good reader. So then why would I even read ever? Why would I bother even focusing on reading? I'm not a good reader. Everyone says it. It's just the truth because that's what everyone has told me my whole life. And I struggled with that. I mean, I had to go to, to summer school um, before going into sixth grade to be able to make sure that I was prepared for middle school. And I remember being in that room and it just not feeling right. You know, I didn't feel like I belonged in the group that I was there with. And, you know, reading continued to hold me back. I mean, people even later in life, you know, they show you something and they're like, hey, read this. And I would just be like, ha, ha, ha because I didn't want them to know that I couldn't read it as fast or that I was taking time to read. And so then I wouldn't even read it. And I would just like pretend that I read and I would make a laugh. I don't know if you've done this before it, cause honestly it coming out of my mouth is, is almost embarrassing. Um, but it's just the truth. And, and I wanted to be open and honest. That's what this is all about is, is really being open about the journey because that's what I used to do. And you know, it's, it is what it is because that's, that's how it was. And it doesn't affect and doesn't change who I am today because growing up again, I hated reading. You know, I went into that summer school. Guess what happened when I was in uh, seventh grade, I got a 19 on a reading test, you know, because the book, I just, I didn't like it and I didn't read it and I wasn't good at reading. And so, you know, it just perpetuated this, this, same I belief and it just caused me to have problems and reading is such a fundamental process in our own life and everything that we do you know especially in education you know going through school and college how important reading is and it's it's funny because I really started to kind of come out at least a little bit was my first college course which again in college I had to take an additional writing class that was not required for everyone. We had a really small class. There was only like 10 people in the class. We I had to take this writing class that was because I didn't score high enough on 
uh, I guess like a placement exam when I was applying. So like I got in to the university, I went to Bloomsburg University, I got in, but I had to take this test in order for me to, um, I guess, move on. I guess I was, I was somewhat accepted already, but I don't know the whole details, but the whole thing is that I didn't do well enough on the test because, well, I'm not good at taking tests. Right. So naturally, you know, I didn't do as well as I could and I had to take this reading uh, this writing class that was going to help, which focused a lot on reading. We had to read books and we had to write about it. And, you know, it was kind of the first time that I actually was reading books and taking the time to read the books. But again, that didn't really move on. I did have that class and it was really beneficial. I remember there's a book called Feed, which is amazing. They actually made a, um, I think it's on Netflix show about it. It's not the same as the book, but it's the same concept. Um, super interesting if you want to check it out. Um, but it's about basically a, a futuristic world where people have microchips in their head that it's definitely associates our addiction to technology. I don't want to get off a tangent here because, um, you know, I can do that sometimes, but I wanted to really think back and, and like, how was I able to make this transition? I mean, the big thing was one in, in school, you know, you're always reading things that you're not really interested in, but you know, there was things that even growing up that I still, you know, my parents try and buy me baseball, baseball books. And it's not like I didn't read at all. Like I definitely read a little bit. There was, you know, uh, magic Treehouse. If you guys know what that is. No, not magic school bus. There was a book series called magic Treehouse, Um, and that was pretty cool now that I'm reminiscing about that. But the point is that when I really wanted to evolve in my life, in my business, high influential people that I was following, they talked about the importance of reading and how critical it is to being successful. And so for me, I noticed that I was still telling myself that story, that I'm not a good reader. And so I resorted to audiobooks. So, you know, there's just all of this rooted identity that I had that needed to be shed that was built up over years. I mean, if you think about that, you know, we're talking over a decade of time, almost two decades of time of me with this core belief that I'm not a good reader and having to, to notice that, you know, because I started to think, okay, you know, so I'm not a good reader. That doesn't mean I have to not be a good reader forever. You know, this doesn't have to be my future forever. I am not a reader. I can change that. Who says that I can't be an amazing reader, that I can't read tons of books? And so when I was able to shift this identity, now this took work in that I started doing daily affirmations where I would write, I am a reader, I am a reader, I am a reader. In, again, shifting that identity, focusing on I am a reader, but also understanding that if I wanted to shift that identity, if I wanted to truly become that person, if I am a reader, what does a reader do? He reads every single day. He or she reads every single day. And so that was a habit that I wanted to integrate because this is my new identity. I am a reader and I'm going to read every single day. Yes, I still like audiobooks. Podcasts are great also. You're here now. But I find it to be super effective to take the time to read a physical book. And it's something that I know is going to be beneficial for me long-term in enhancing this skill 
just to be able to be better at reading. How do you get better at reading? You read more, not to mention the content that you're learning and knowledge is so powerful when implemented in your life. That's a whole nother thing about how we're utilizing the information that we're learning. But understanding that when I started to do this and I started to shed this identity, I stopped telling myself I'm not a reader. I started talking about it to people. Oh, I love reading. I look at all these books that I'm reading. Look at, you know, and it started to feel amazing to be able to shed that identity. And, and honestly, to be, you know, there was more that was shed. For me, there was so much more because there was a level of, for me, that not being good at reading also meant that I wasn't intelligent, that I wasn't smart. And so to be able to shed that as well, to being like, I am a reader, it's brought this new level of confidence in my own self because I'm like referencing books here and referencing people here and courses here of things that I've learned and being able to like recite that back to people just empowered me on a level that I can't even express. You know, it just, it, it did, it gave me that power, you know, to think that, that knowledge and just taking time to read can create such a shift in someone's life. And that to me was just such an incredible and impactful journey for me to go through. And it wasn't easy. You know, it started off just like reading here and there, reading some of the bigger books, but I am proud to say that I read every single day. And this year, and I'm, I'm telling you right now, even though I'm recording this on January 13th and it's March 1st, I'm telling you right now that I have read every single day of this year and I will continue to read every single day of the rest of this year because I made it my goal more than just being a reader is that I wanted to read every single day and never break that chain and be able to check off on my calendar every single day I read. And that's the real key is being able to do these things. If you can do these things every single day, not breaking a chain is super, super powerful in regards to our habits. But it's also a challenge to myself in being disciplined enough to be able to do this. But is it really that difficult when you think about something like this, you know, to be able to just read every single day? Well, you know, because you could ask, well, Nick, how much are you reading? But does that really matter? Because the thing is, yes, you know, I make it a, a habit to read 10 minutes at least 10, 10 minutes. This morning, I actually did read longer. I wanted to read the whole chapter. That's a great way to read, just, just like reading the full chapter, but giving myself space to make sure that I have enough time to read longer if I want to read longer. But I've also allocated time in my morning routine that has reading involved. So like, I don't even start my work day yet until I've read because I understand the importance of it. I've made this commitment, which I'll get to later on in this episode. I made this commitment that I am going to read 365 days, 2021, the, re the year of Nick reading every single day. And I'm excited to say it and I'm excited to talk about it. And I think it's just such a powerful tool. But again, it all started with me first being able to shift that identity from that I'm not a reader and say that I am a reader to then 
starting to read, you know, on a more consistent basis, being willing to pick up the books. You know, I make it a habit in general that when someone recommends a book, I add it to my card on Amazon. And often a lot of times is like, I will never regret buying a book and neither should you. You should never regret ever buying something like a book that's going to empower you. You know, you're watching your budget, whatever. It's a book, you know? Most books are what? You're not going to pay more than $20. Maybe $25 is going to be the most expensive book you're going to buy. And, you know, to me, that's so valuable. And my goal is like continuing to build this collection. I envision myself having this just massive, massive library, like a room in my home that's just all books designed for reading, like really great space. I imagine it with like big windows and uh, sunlight shining through, um, just a really great area, like no technology, um, just really focused on reading and being at pace, at being at peace and having that space to, to be able to go into these other worlds that you can bring in. And most of the time I'm reading, um, you know, uh, personal development books, but even that fantasy world of being able to read nonfiction um, or fiction books and getting into that world more. And I, and I want to do that more. That's like one of my goals is to read a little bit more in the, in the fiction world. Cause I like a lot of that stuff, but right now I'm just really loving the personal development journey. And there's so many great books and so much value, but then again, being able to implement it. And so when we're able to look and we're able to shift and we're able to change our identities and change how we see these things, we're then able to then get to the level and achieve the goals that we want to achieve. And I use in a lot of examples. And if you've listened to the show, we've had different guests and they talk about this and you watch some of my videos, you know that I talk, I use fitness as an example a lot. And, you know, I got, I got the, the Rocky stat, the Rocky poster in the, in the background here, if you're watching the video and fitness is the same thing is, is if you tell yourself like, you know, I'm just fat or like I'm an unhealthy person or this is just how I am, then you're accepting something that is not true. Because your past does not reflect your future. Your past does not dictate where you are going to go. We always have the opportunity to change and grow and create a new identity that we want to create. And so if we want to be that healthy person, we need to remove that past identity before we can even think about being able to do that goal, do that habit. Because it's going to be so much more difficult and, and just you're not going to be successful. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. We cannot create these new goals, these new habits that we want to bring into our life if we don't shed the past identity and embody that new identity. And the more that we can embody the people that we want to be like, and I always say this in a reflection of, I don't want you to be like me and I don't want to be like some of these other people that I watch is that the person that you are trying to be like is really looking at your person, looking at you as the best version of yourself. Like what does that person look like? And again, we're not talking, um, beauty or, you know, anything superficial. We're talking about things that you can control. You know, I don't recommend plastic surgery if there's certain things you don't want, but your physical well-being, your physical health can be changed through diet and exercise. Everyone knows this. That's what's such a funny thing about the fitness world, because everyone knows that if you want to lose weight, you just have to eat right and exercise, but yet people don't do it. 
And the reason is because they are trapped in these certain identities and their habits are locked into their identities. And there's all these interlying things. It's like, Hey, if you have a habit and routine to eat ice cream every Saturday, when you watch a movie with your family, like, okay, well that's could be a habit that's contributing. And I'm not saying you should never treat yourself or anything like that. But when you have these bad habits that are, you know, Hey, I'm trying to quit. You know, the smoking example is always a great thing. If you're trying to quit, then that's going to be really difficult because now you're trying, you're a smoker who's trying to not smoke. But if you say, I am not a smoker, you can shift and break that habit that much quicker, that much more um, effectively. So it's amazing what you can do when you're willing to shift these identities. Now, how do we go about doing this? How do we go about changing our habits to making sure that, that these are things that we're going to do? And that's where it comes to commitment. And that was something that I really wanted to touch on today because I think that that is such a fundamental piece on our ability to get where we want to be in life to really progress to the level that we want to get. We need to be committed to this better version of ourself. We need to be willing to do whatever it takes, whatever it's going to, like, there's no question, no question at all. This is what I'm going to do. And the example I have with this, and I have a few examples, but like the first example is for me, when I decided to move to San Diego, there was nothing that was going to get in my way of me getting here. I was so unbelievably committed. I knew that no matter what I was going, I set a date and I said, I'm going. And to be able to make that happen was because of the commitment that I made. I didn't have this voice that was loud holding me back. Now I said the I said the word loud intentionally because I did have a voice that's like is this the right decision are you making a mistake you know all of these things but the other voice of commitment was so much louder that that voice got shut down so hard and the thing is when it comes to that commitment when it comes to that urge to do the thing that we know is not best for us or the, the thing that's not going to help us we need to be willing to put up our hand and say no. But if we let that conversation feed, we let that, oh, well, you know, you had a long day, you know, it's okay. You can, you can skip the workout today. Nope. Boom. If you let that conversation happen, you are feeding the beast. You are feeding that urge more and more, and it's going to become more and more difficult for you to achieve that goal. And as soon as you break it that one time, oh my gosh, it's so much harder to get back on and then to not break it again. And so being committed and saying, I'm committed, I am not going to break this. I am not, no exceptions. I am not going to do this. For me, the reading thing, there is no exception. There is no way, no chance. And again, I am future pacing right now that there is no way that I do not read every single day, 365 days. Like if I get COVID, which hopefully that doesn't happen at this point, hopefully things are getting better. I will make sure where is my book while I'm in the hospital bed, I'm going to at least read for five minutes. And again, it's that level of commitment, that level that I am willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that I achieve this goal and I'm committed to myself to making it happen. It's not about anyone else. It's about me and me being to wanting to read even more 
wanting to commit to that level into an even higher degree. And this level of commitment is not necessarily an easy thing unless you, you know, you know it, but it can be. If you choose to make it feel hard and you're like, well, this is really hard. It's hard to work out every single day. You don't, it's not hard to work out every single day. That is a lie. You can be an active person. You don't have to run three and a half miles every single day. You can take a 10 minute walk around your block. And the commitment is it doesn't matter whether it's 10 degrees, 100 degrees, it's snowing, it's raining, it's tornadoing, you know, full disclaimer, if it's not safe, then you shouldn't. But you get what I'm saying. If you are fully committed to making it happen, then these other obstacles that get in your way, you know, the weather or things that come up, you're not going to let it happen. You know, if you have, if you're committed to doing exercise and you get back and it's like 10 o'clock at night and you're like, man, I really don't want to do any exercise. And you just say, I'm committed. I said, I would do it 10 minutes. So I'm going to go for a walk outside and I'm going to make it happen. And that's it. Just that small level. Does it, does that 10 minutes really hurt you? You can accomplish so much in 10 minutes. It's absolutely incredible what you can accomplish in 10 minutes like truly, truly remarkable just by taking the time to do something 10 minutes a day and being committed to making that happen. But if we make these obstacles, we make these challenges so big and heavy, then they become more difficult. But if we have the option, we have the choice to make it be light and easy. Like when it comes to fitness, keeping stuff in the, in the fridge that, you know, if you know that you don't want to eat junk food, then don't buy the junk food. If you're driving by the store that has the junk food, drive a different direction. Like we can put ourselves in better situations to make sure that we are going to not go back into that habit. But again, if we are fully committed and truly committed, then we don't hear that voice. We don't have that conversation. And we're able to not rely on willpower because we're that committed. The commitment trumps any of that level of willpower, having to have willpower because we're so undeniably committed to our goals. And being so committed, I used this example in a social media post that I did recently. And this was something that my mentor, James Wedmore, had shared um, on a coaching call with, with me. I'm one of the coaches with James. And so we have monthly training with him. And one of the things that he talked about was the, the level of commitment in a way that, that you would feed, you know, if your kid need to get fed and how committed you are for the safety of your kid and what you would do to make sure that your kid or pet, whatever it may be, is safe. That level of commitment is so great. And you would undoubtedly do anything to make it happen. And I think the most important thing when it comes to this and when it comes to our goals is that we understand that we're going to get our goal regardless of what happens and not pressuring ourselves with when it will happen. And I think that's the most important thing is that we live in this world of give me, give me, give me instant gratification. Let me just place this order on Amazon and boom, it's here and you have it done. 
Oh, thank you. I got it. One day delivery. It'll probably be even quicker. Like it's just incredible that that we live in that society. Oh, you need if you have a question, just type it into Google. You don't even have to. You can ask your, you know, Alexa and all these other um, things out there that that will literally answer your question immediately in Siri. Like it's incredible. So understanding this process and understanding that that instant gratification, but instead having the vision, like I'm going to commit to this no matter what. And what that means is that when you fall off the horse, like it can happen that you're going to get back on because you're committed to making it work. No matter how long it takes, you're committed to making your business work. No matter how long it takes, you're committed to being healthy. No matter how long it takes, it may take three years to get to the progress. You know, we see so many of those, those weight loss stories and you look at somebody and like, oh my gosh, like, look how much weight they lost. And you don't realize that, you know, it may have taken them three years, you know, or, you know, again, understanding that, that they may have had struggles previously. And so we look at them and we see, oh, look at the transformation and it looks like it happened overnight, but it, it didn't day in, day out committing to those small habits to making it happen and being willing to put the time in and sacrifice now for the long-term goal. You know, if you want to get that weight, you want to get, you know, that ideal healthy status, are you willing to give up something now to make sure that you can sustain it later? But again, it's that ability to shift that identity that we don't even want those things. If, if you are identifying with somebody, I eat healthy, then when you see a fast food restaurant, you don't even think twice about it. You're like, I don't want that. I'm a healthy person. I don't eat healthy. And again, if, the, if you've noticed, there's a certain language because I could have said, I'm somebody who doesn't eat McDonald's. But when it comes to our mind, and this is, you know, get a little um, more integral into the subconscious mind is that our mind doesn't understand these contexts. And so if you're saying like, I am not somebody who eats fast food, they're just hearing fast food. Your brain is just hearing fast food, fast food. Oh, I want fast food. You're giving it attention and your brain is attracted to anything that you give attention to and anything that you give attention to, you're more likely to give. And so when we're able to shift our attention to the positive, instead of looking at the problems and we look at the solutions, I am a healthy person instead of I am somebody who doesn't do this, you know, it's, you know, that is the, is the real effect. That is the real power in how we're able to shift ourselves and shift our mind. When we start to focus on the outcomes that we want, not the outcomes we don't want, you know, you're, you're skiing down the mountain. If you're like, I don't want to hit that tree. I don't want to hit that tree. I don't want to hit that tree. Guess what? You're going right towards that tree. You're going to hit that tree. We need to focus on what we do want and bring our full attention to that. Instead of focusing on the things that we don't want, and that's going to be a fundamental aspect of being able to accomplish and achieve the goals that we are after. This is commitment. This is identity shifting. And one of the things that is so important when it comes to this is this ability to change and adapt. I am someone who can adapt and change. That is an identity that... I am confident in, and that is an identity to take hold because if this past year, 2020, the year that everyone wants to forget, even though it was the best year of my life, we need to realize that we don't know what's going to happen. 
And so this level of being comfortable or this or that, it's like, we don't know what our future is and we need to be prepared for things to change and shift and embrace that change, be comfortable with that change when those things come. If we're prepared and we know, hey, I do great with change. I'm great with change. Then when things happen, we're going to be able to adjust. We're going to be able to improve. We're going to be able to adapt. You know, Charles Darwin, the strong survive. If you want to thrive, you want to survive in your business. You want to not just survive, but thrive. We need to be willing to adapt and make changes. There's constantly things going on. And I mean, if you look at all these businesses that used to be powerhouses that no longer existed, it's because they, their inability to change their inability to see long-term and see that long-term vision. And we, as business owners, as people in wanting to grow, we need to see that vision for ourselves, see that vision in, in who we want to be, the long-term vision, and be willing to make and do whatever it can. If you have a goal of getting a brand new house that you want, how committed are you to making it happen? How long are you willing to wait? Do you want it in a year? Is that going to happen? Probably not if it's your dream home. I mean, the biggest dreams in the world should take at least five years. Am I right? Like, do you agree? Because to me, you know, the most massive, amazing, huge goals should take years because that's what the true commitment is. That's the true level. I mean, even to go back, and I don't mean to you know, be a dead horse, but the, the San Diego example of me moving here is that I thought about it every single day. Live on the beach, move to San Diego, move to San Diego. I wrote it down every single day for over a year and then was able to make it happen. And I was committed. I didn't have the money saved that I had initially wanted. You know, I didn't have the revenue in my business that I wanted, but I just did it. And I said, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to make it happen. I'm just going to figure it out. Confidence. Brendan Burchard says, is confidence. The definition of confidence is your ability to figure things out. And being able to know that, like, I'm just, I'm going to be able to figure it out. I'll make it happen. I'll make it work because my goals are worth it. This is worth it. I'm committed to making this happen. I'll figure it out but also understanding that I was willing to wait longer if it had to be. But I knew that I was like, I, when I set that date, I wanted, I wanted to stick to it. I did change the date. I pushed it from June or from August to September or October was technically my first um, date. So I did push it, um, but I still made it happen. And that's the thing. It's okay that we don't, necessarily have it on the exact date that we said they were going to have it because we're committed to making it happen. I have huge goals. I want to speak on a stage of 10,000 people and I'm committed to having that dream come become a reality. And I hope that I can look back on this episode and be like, Oh my gosh, look, there it is. Remember when I said that and then boom, it happened, but I don't expect this to happen overnight. Speak in front of a a room, an audience, people that many of that caliber, you know, that's something that people dream of and worked decades, you know, to get to that level. 
these people that I see so many people where I see that where they're at and I'm like, well, they've been in business for 10 plus years. So that makes sense. They're willing to stick it out. Long-term vision. Look what they have, look what they've been able to create, but seeing that it took time for them to get there. It took time for them to make it happen, but they saw their vision and the vision may waver or not be exactly, but you have a general vision of where you want to go and who you want to be. And you might not know the how, and that's okay. You don't have to know the how to take the necessary actions and take the steps to make everything that you want possible. You just have to be willing to take the first steps, have to be willing to take the just go in that direction because what happens is other doors open. When you look up, you look up that staircase. It just looks like a million steps. It looks like you got to climb this Mount Everest, but you don't realize that once you walk up 10 steps and you turn left, there's an escalator that goes up, you know, 50 steps. And you're like, oh man, who knew? You don't know because you don't know the opportunities that are in front of you until you're able to take those first steps to challenge yourself and do things that, that you're scared to do and do things that you're afraid to do and step out of your comfort zone and take those first steps towards progress. Even though you don't know exactly how it's going to work, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the future, but you're willing to take the action. You're willing to make it happen. You're willing to do it because you are committed to the vision and the goals that you want to achieve. When we really understand this and we understand that truly anything is possible. And I say that with the deepest core in my bones, you know, like when I used to say like, Hey, I want to be a professional baseball player, you know, there was a level of my parents and, you know, again, they, they just, they want you to be safe. That's what parents do. They try and keep you realistic, you know, why are you good enough? You know, do you have the natural talent to make it happen? Or it's like, Hey, I want to be president. Like you truly can be president if you want, you know, and you may not even, you may be so committed and let's maybe say you're from like another country, you know, who knows? He could be from another country and you don't even, uh, but those rules haven't even been created yet. I mean, that could be a principle that could happen. Like things could change. You know, you may want to go to space. You may want to fly. Who says that can't be possible? Who's to say that these things are not possible? Everything in your life is possible. If you're telling yourself, well, that's not possible for me. That is a lie and you know it. But until you're able to notice that that is a lie and able to shift your identity and realize that I am somebody who believes anything is possible and that I'm willing to do what it takes to make it happen, then you start to see and the doors start to open, wow, it really is possible. If I'm able to achieve this already, imagine what else I can accomplish. When you start to take the necessary actions, you start to see the results you start to become a believer because I didn't always believe that this was possible for me. I didn't always believe that this was something that I could do. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. 
I don't have enough experience. I'm not old enough. All of these things that come up. But there's, there's people that have done it. There's people that are younger than you. There's people that are older than you. There's people that are dumber than you that have done it. So if it's possible for them, it's possible for you. And understanding this core belief that truly anything is possible and truly believing that it brings a new level of perspective into your life that can make amazing things happen. Because when anything is possible, that means that you're willing to take the actions to make it possible. Because things that people thought were impossible, people were able to make possible. If you think about the Wright brothers, and people thought they were nuts. You don't have wings. You see wings, you're not meant to fly. But they were committed to making it happen. They were committed to so many failed attempts because they saw the vision. They saw what they believed was possible and made it possible. But it is that belief that they knew it was possible first. Until you really think about it and believe that you are capable of anything and you won't be able to truly achieve that thing until you actually believe it's possible. If you need the evidence, it's not going to happen. If you need somebody to tell you, oh yeah, like I've seen the future and you do this. Come on. It's not going to happen. This isn't back to the future. It's not a movie. Someone's not going to come here and tell you your future that if you do this, that it's possible. But the thing is, if you believe it's possible and you're committed to making it happen no matter how long it takes, then you know it will happen, right? If you know that you're willing to do whatever it takes and truly, truly committed, I know I've said committed probably, I don't even know how many times in this episode, but I really wanted to hit home because I think it's time for you to really think about what commitment means for you and what commitment looks for you. What are you willing to commit to long-term, long-term vision to make it possible? When I was sitting in my bedroom working 80 plus hours a week because I was working my nine to five and then I was working on my business, working on personal development stuff at night staying up late, waking up early is because I saw a greater vision for myself. I saw a greater vision where I could work whenever I wanted and do whatever I wanted at any time and make my own schedule. And it's funny because I, you know, my friend used to think I was crazy. One of my roommates, it was so funny. You know, he just, he saw that and didn't understand because he didn't see my vision. He didn't see what I saw of what I watched other people do. And like, hey, if they can do it, I can too. Why not me? And I was willing to put in that time, put in that effort to make it happen. And now he like laughs at it. He's like, dude, I thought you were nuts. He was like, I couldn't believe it. And, and now look at you. You know, you did it. You started your own business. You moved to San Diego. Like, dude, amazing. And I mean, I'm grateful to have people like that because it wasn't that he was somebody that didn't believe in me. It was just more so that he just didn't see the vision that I saw. And, you know, when you don't 
you can't have other people rely on other people to believe in you. You have to believe in yourself. You have to have the vision for yourself that anything is possible. And I got news for you. I'm just getting started. Great things are coming for me and for you and for the future. Episode 50. I expect that there will be many more episodes after this. Lots more. Because I like it here. And uh, and I appreciate your time for listening. If you made it all the way through this episode, again, I want to thank you. And I would love for you to take the time to write a review, send me a message, and let me know that you listened and you made it this far. Um, because when I do these solo episodes, I try and give my wholehearted me everything I got. And I hope that that this message inspires you to do what's necessary to live your best life and make it happen. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day, night, uh, week. And I'll see you on the next episode. But remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J. Bonnie, N-I-C-K J. B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.